week in a new episode. <laughs> mm. Oh, you better be drinking it. It's a fucking hot one. Enjoy the music, though. doing out there welcome to the jam room podcast uh broadcasting to you live from the surface of the sun aka perth australia it's a fucking stinker this week i've got a couple of 40 degree days which means i'm not traveling far from the swimming pool uh, i've got my shirt off i'm at the bar this is it's kind of fucked up i was going to do this podcast yesterday and even the day before that as well i was i was hoping to get through something uh couldn't do it like literally my devices were overheating right here at the bar like i'm undercover but i'm outside and it's fucking scorching so like you might be able to hear the fucking fan from my computer working overtime thank god it's got a good fucking fan on it um, but yeah, literally been sitting out here, my iPad would overheat and then I'd have to fucking switch to my phone and then put the iPad in the fridge and then fucking rotate it around like that just to get through my media consumption for the day, which is probably a sign from God to turn that shit off and fucking do something else. But I didn't take the fucking hint and just plowed through it. So anyway, how's your week been guys? Plenty of new music out there for us to talk about. We'll get to it as we often do. Speaking of music, guys, I have been working on some um, little little covers, little ideas. I'm trying to fucking um, trying to record a song using some like pretty heavy distorted guitars, and I'm trying to figure out a good way to do it. Right. So obviously, if I'm using like a, um, a fucking audio workstation like Logic that I am using now, I have a couple of options. I can kind of just fucking plug an electric guitar straight in and use whatever kind of um, plugins they have with Logic, which are okay, they sound all right, but when you start getting super gainy, I don't know, it's not great, it doesn't sound like my amps and stuff like that, so that's option one. Option two is for me to plug my guitar in through my pedal board and then into Logic and get all my distortion sounds from pedals and stuff like that. Another option, fine option, I will experiment with that. And obviously the last option is just doing it old school and actually miking up an amplifier and all that sort of shit, right? Um, I think I can get some fairly... I want to start at the bottom, guys. I want to start right at the, the easiest. Just plug a fucking guitar into my interface and just fucking see what happens. But I saw this week uh, that... Um, maybe last week, John Petrucci, the fucking guitarist from Dream Theater, he released a fucking um, a little plug-in, a little VST uh through neural dsps i guess is the company that makes these i mean they've worked with guys like fucking henson from polyphia and shit like that they've made some pretty fucking solid looking um plugins as far as like uh, amp modeling and all that shit goes so i might have to fucking fork out the couple hundred bucks and try out the john petrucci one not saying i'm a massive dream theater fan i definitely was all guitar players were at some point in their life if they fucking uh, are exactly the same as me. Um, but, you know, I, I still think he has a great guitar tone, fucking regardless of what he chooses to play or what that band chooses to fucking do. Um, his guitar tone's still fucking fire. So I would 
like to f- fuck around with that thing. So maybe I'll, I'll use it or whatever. I'll let you guys know. That stuff's coming up in the future. I've got John doing some vocals for me and, and shit like that. Um, we're doing a cover of a song that I showed you guys a few uh, a few weeks ago, I guess. But, you know, stay tuned for that. That'll come up. But anyway, it's been a busy fucking week, as I mentioned in the last episode, guys. I know I had a bit of a fucking rag about... Mark McGowan and his fucking racist tendencies or him, him just being a fucking dumb cunt that, like, you know, sometimes you're racist just by sheer um, oblivion, right? So he's so oblivious to what he's doing that he might not have had the intention of racism, but shit, it comes across racist as fuck, right? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, check out that last episode if you know what I'm if you don't know what I'm talking about, and uh, that'll fill you all in and see, see, make up your own mind. See, see what you think of that, because it's uh, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't understand why there isn't a bigger fucking outcry to have this guy stand down like fucking Boris Johnson in the UK. He attended one party or a couple of parties while everybody else was in lockdown. Everyone's like, he's got to stand down, get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. That's nothing compared to what Mark McGowan just did. And yet there's media silence. Something's going on, guys. Something's going on, and you know what? Fucking seeing these new like mask laws that are in here in in Perth, where you have to wear a mask in all indoor public settings, right? Fair enough, fine. You go to the shops, you put your fucking mask on. You go to the gas station, put your mask on, whatever. But just seeing the way that the society is kind of responding to this simple mandate um, lets me know that it, it's all over. We're all in Mark McGowan's fucking back pocket anyway apparently because i'm seeing people fucking masked up driving by themselves i'm seeing people walking their dogs riding their bikes with masks on the mandate is indoors if you think you're riding your fucking bike in in any kind of fucking way that's gonna put you at risk you're an idiot. Like I, I don't know. It's already lost, guys. Like it's we've we've lost. We've lost. It's, it just seems to me that there's so many people that just fucking love showing team support in this over the top fucking way, right? That's just over the top to me. I just don't understand why someone can be driving in their car by themselves and be like, you know what? I want people that glance at me every now and then to know that I'm a fucking conscientious, conscientious fucking uh, citizen here. And I'm doing it for you because they're obviously not doing it for themselves. What risk are they in their own fucking cars? Um, but you know what? These th- these people that have that kind of intelligence, they're a risk to society anyway. So I'm kind of glad that they put the masks on so I can know, oh, wait a minute. You're a retard. That's fine. I don't have to listen to anything you say because you've, you've, you've proven your level of intellect here, Right. Something like that. Anyway, uh, fucking in in the near future, I'm going to have a friend on that's um, not vaxxed and has had his whole life fucking stripped away just to sort of try and really get to the bottom of things. We'll try and discuss what the point of all these measures are. And, you know, I'd like to know what you guys think. I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer and I'm not a fucking pro-vaxxer either. I'm just someone that's been forced to do certain things based on apparent health advice um, which seems sketchy at best. Sketchy at best, right? Uh, but anyway, fucking, that's, that's the life we're living in now. That's the, the Great Reset, and that, that involves you uh, covering your mouth, because how dare you? How dare you show your face in public? Eh, anyway, so yeah, during all this sort of stuff, the wife and I, 
we celebrated our anniversary over the fucking weekend and it was fun. It was great. I went to a, a wicked party on the Friday night um, at my friend's house. Uh, he does this little garden party every year. It's like 50, 60 people there. It's a fucking huge scenario. It's fucking... Um, he's married to a Balinese woman, so there's a lot of her friends. So there's a lot of Balinese. It's very Balinese inspired. All the food is Balinese. Um, there's Balinese dancers there. There's all that sort of crap going on, you know. And there's all their fucking um, ugly elderly white husbands hanging around as well, trying to get to know each other. And uh, the wife and I are kind of, you know, I married a whitey. Kind of didn't fit into that situation, but you know. These people are fun, and it was a fucking great party. So on the Saturday, uh, we decided to actually celebrate our anniversary just together. The two of us would go out for a nice fucking dumpling lunch into Fremantle, right? There was this place that, because you know, my wife works down in Fremantle, so she, she knows all the hot spots. She wanted to kind of give me a bit of a tour, a bit of a pub crawl. We had some nice fucking cocktails. I had a fucking a gin colada or some shit like that. It's like a pina colada made of gin and coconut sorbet, and it was fucking amazing. Expensive, but fucking amazing. Great. Awesome. Um, and she wanted to show me this dumpling place. The wife and I fucking love dumplings, right? You get a good fucking round of dumplings. You got like four or five things to choose from. Dipping here, grabbing there with chopsticks. Fucking wicked. That's a good time. Especially those Shanghai dumplings, man. The ones that have like the fucking little ball of meat in them, but they got like the soup inside the dumpling. So when you bite it, it just pops and it's just a fucking orgasm of the mouth, right? That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> she booked us into this place. And I don't really want to trash this place too much because it was pretty good. But it's called Miss Taylor's in Fremantle. And if you haven't been to Fremantle for a while, you wouldn't know it. But if you've, if you've been sort of visiting there regular, it's pretty new. It's right near the markets there. It's fucking cool. Beautiful setting. Fucking nice beer garden. They sell great beers. Um, all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm not going to say it's too pricey. It was, it was, you know, average price sort of place. But... Their dumpling menu has just gone off the fucking chain. Like, dumplings are great. Dumplings are great when they're authentic and they're simple and they are what the fuck a dumpling's supposed to be. You gotta capture the essence and the spirit of the dumpling, right? This guy, whoever it was that was fucking cooking at this restaurant, just threw that out and made these overly decadent fucking bullshit dumplings that definitely sounded good on paper, so I wanted to fucking try them, try them, but I, I, I literally threw up in my fucking mouth and nearly made a whole scene at the fucking table. I nearly, I nearly just popped. I nearly popped over fucking everything there. It was, it was crazy. Like, yeah, dumpling. Dumplings are good. A little bit of a seafood dumpling, not bad either. A lobster and prawn and truffle dumpling, little decadent, right? Turns out way too decadent to be a fucking dumpling anymore. Just ruins the whole experience. And it was just fucking vile. And there's like, like, what do we have? Like slow-cooked oxtail dumplings and shit like that. Like, give me a fucking break. These things were garbage. I know it kind of annoyed the wife that I didn't enjoy the meal. She was kind of like, oh, upset that, you know, I was honest about it. But like, nah, this was fucking gross. These are the worst dumplings I've ever had in my fucking life. So shout out Miss Taylor's for ruining the dumpling for me. Um, you don't need fucking lobster and truffle in a dumpling. And, and by the way, I could tell they're not fucking fresh. We ordered these dumplings within 10 minutes. Everything was at the table. Within 10 minutes. How are you going to fresh make a fucking lobster dumpling in 10 minutes, right? And you're not even Asian. And Asians could probably whack that shit up. You go to those authentic sort of places, man, they can fucking do everything in 10 minutes. That's fine. I, I trust them. They're good. 
and it tastes real. This was bullshit. This was absolute bullshit. But Fremantle's fucking changed. It's having a bit of a facelift at the moment. It's having both a facelift and the opposite of that at the same time. Because I swear to God, my wife represented about 10% of all bras in Frio. People don't wear bras in Frio. Fucking amazing. Half of the time, it's amazing. Half of the time, it's amazing. The other half, it's sort of like, shit, you should do something, lady. You're way too old to be rocking that, you know? It's like, is she wearing a bra? Definitely not, because her boobs are at her belly button. That was happening too. That's the bad side of it. But the good side of it, a lot of young people. Fuck yeah. Awesome. You know, I got caught peeking a bunch of times. The wife's like, I saw that, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Not recognize a pretty woman that's just bouncing all over the fucking place like that? Yeah, Jesus, give me a break. Anyway, it was fun times at Fremantle and fucking... Ugh, I'm sorry if this sounds like a weird-ass fucking podcast. I'm, I'm wiping sweat from my face as I'm doing this, right? It's a hot one. It's a hot one. But yeah. Anyway, so don't, don't go to Miss Taylor's if you want good dumplings. Go to an actual place that actually specializes in dumplings, not one of these fucking... I don't know. Someone's just thought about it way too much and just ended up ruining it. Which is, you know, we're all guilty of that in our own way. I get it. I get it. Anyway, fucking, did you guys hear about this? Uh, there was an article in the New York Post uh, about Bono. He was apparently on a podcast and he was fucking getting, you know, getting a bit loose, getting a bit wild. And he, was kind of, he basically said that he's embarrassed about everything that U2's ever made. He doesn't like the name. He doesn't like the songs. He doesn't like his singing. He thinks they're all just embarrassing. He fucking thinks they're cringeworthy. About fucking time, right? I would like that to be coupled with an apology from Bono. Because, like, yeah, U2's a, a great band. There's plenty of bangers out there. I understand that the band might themselves have higher standards than the actual shit that they release and everybody else likes. They might think it sucks. That's fine. That's just what musicians do. Every song is kind of an unfinished project and you just sort of have to let it go at some point. And, of course, he could have done better. Of course, it could be a greater song. But... Whatever, move on to the next project, right? I get that. But what I was pissed off that he didn't say he was embarrassed about was forcing fucking everybody with an iPhone to have their new fucking album pre-downloaded. I wanted an apology for that. Because just saying that fucking he's embarrassed about his music, he should be embarrassed about the fact that he fucking forced a whole bunch of non-fans or fans or anybody that had an iPhone just to have their fucking album. I've still got it on my iPhone. And I bought a new one last year. Bought a new iPhone last year, but because it's fucking still registered as if I purchased it. I never gave fucking U2 any money ever. I mean, I've inherited a couple of their vinyls and shit like that, and they're not bad. But, uh, you know, someone paid for it at some point, but fucking no way would I ever pay for U2's fucking music. And it's still on my purchase list on my iPhone? Fuck that. This is bullshit. I reckon all U2 music should be fucking free from now on just as like sort of a class action suit against that fucking obnoxious bullshit that they did in however many years ago it was. What was that, like four or five years ago when they forced everybody to do that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where every fucking new iPhone came with that fucking album already on it just so they could get on the billboard charts pretty much because, hey, it looks like so many people have listened to my song. Meanwhile, you've forced them to listen to your song. So it's not really an accurate metric, I would say. 
But yeah, fucking good on Bono for at least uh, trying to make amends for some of his uh, bullshit that is um, forced upon us uh, over his career. But you know, there's a lot of great stuff in there as well. Not a huge U2 fan, but I certainly don't hate them. They're fine. They're a fine band. And speaking of fine music and even some good music, um, plenty came out over the last week and we can't get to it all because there's just fucking way too much of it. Uh, So we'll talk about a couple of things. First of all, Get into the heavier side of shit. Fucking Corn bought out a single. Did you guys see this? Or listen to this? It's called Forgotten. There's two tracks on it. And fucking Cornerback, baby. They're fucking here. They are riffy. The drums are sick. The, the bass doesn't sound as cool. I'm, I'm going to say that straight out. The bass isn't like fucking Got the Life, fucking um, Follow the Leader album kind of specs. It doesn't have that like fucking bow, bow, that fucking wicked high-end chop to it. It doesn't have that. But the songs are fucking cool. They're riffy. Um, lyrics and vocals, uh, uh, not as hooky as we, we liked. Like, I, I was a fucking Korn fan, but I was like the, the pop side of Korn, right? So I loved fucking Freak on a Leash, Got the Life, those sorts of tracks, right? The idea of fucking blending, like it was like that new metal thing. So like they're blending like dance drum beats with these fucking monster riffs and low bass and wicked tunings and just fucking riffs, right? Um, so it's got it's got a lot of that, but doesn't have much of the pop element and that much of the hook element to it. And the hooks is what sells a fucking song, guys. We we know it. We know it. As much as we might be fucking sophisticated musicians and we think that everything's all about everything, it's not about everything. Half of it is about the music. The other half is the fucking hooks, right? You can have a god-awful song with shit production, but you've got a vocal hook that just fucking slaps. That's a banger. You can't do the opposite. You can't have just shit vocal lines and then redeem the song with your production and your musicality. You can't do it. It doesn't happen in reverse. So, sorry. Sorry. It's all about the, those vocal hooks and it kind of sucks. I wish someone had told me that when I was a young musician. I would have practiced vocals a hell of a lot more because that's really what it's all about. But anyway, so Korn's got a new fucking single out there called Forgotten. We haven't forgotten about you, about you Korn. Fucking... We know that your R is backwards. We get it. We're with you. We remember you. Everyone, when I was in primary school, everyone would write corn on their fucking, their files and shit like that. And you could tell the guy was like not really a corn fan because he did a capital N at the end instead of a lowercase, like stuff like that, you know? And I was never a huge corn fan, but my older sister was. So I kind of had some trickle down sort of um, fandom from her, I guess. But yeah, it's all right. Definitely check it out, guys. Um, Forgotten, hopefully... It's hinting at a new album from Korn. I've been seeing like fucking Head, the guitarist, being a bit more active on social media. He's, he's um, gone on a few podcasts and stuff lately. So something's going on. They're, they're, they're pushing some marketing. We might get an album drop from him. That'd be cool because it's fucking Korn. It'd be sick. All right. The next one we've got to talk about, guys, this is some Australian-made shit. Um, the Wombats. You guys ever heard this album, uh, this band before? The Wombats? I haven't really looked into them. I'd heard their name sort of tossed about, uh, but they brought out a new album. It's called Fix Yourself, Not the World. Great title. Although it might be a fucking, you know, a dog whistle to fucking the alt-right or whatever, because that's kind of a Jordan Peterson-style thing, right? Fix Yourself, Not the World. Take responsibility. You know what I mean? Oh, apparently that's dangerous these days, right? You saw fucking Ethan Klein from the H3H3 podcast or whatever. Um, like take down his Jordan Peterson's fucking interviews because he's like, oh, it's dangerous. People might slip into the old right. And this guy's literally just 
preaching to people to fucking do better in their lives. It's like, ah, oh, that's dangerous. That's triggering to all the fucking assholes that can't get their shit together. I get it. I get it. It is what it else is. But um, fucking the Wombats. Sorry, guys. That's got nothing to do with this album. It's called Fix Yourself, Not the World. And shit, this is a fun fucking album, guys. This is like an indie rock album, right? But I had fun listening to it. Like, the bass tone is sick. I don't know how the fuck they got this bass tone. Because it sounds muted, but crispy at the same time. Weird combination, I know. But shit, it's a cool bass tone. And it's, yeah, it, it's thuddy. It's thuddy, but chimey-ish. I don't even really know how to describe it. You've got to fucking listen to the album, guys. And listen to, like, to the bass tone. Make sure you have a decent system to listen to it on. Or your headphones. That's fine. I'm not a headphone listener. You know, I like to feel the fucking bass. I need a subwoofer. I need that sort of shit going on. And, you know, especially in this kind of weather, man, I'm not putting fucking headphones on. I'll start sweating. And I can't do the in-ear fucking buds. Everyone's like, oh, I just get the Raycons, do the fucking in-ear thing. I can't do it. I've got like fucked up little uh, ear holes here. My ear holes are like slits like a fucking snake's eye, right? So I can't, I can't shove anything in there. Like I, I can barely get a Q-tip in there. If I go try and clean my ears with a Q-tip, there's that moment of like I'm putting pressure, but I'm having to hold back at the same time because at one point it's going to go and slip through. And if there's too much torque on that, I might, I might fucking kill myself, right? Uh, so, so yeah, I've got fucked up ear holes, so I need either over-ear headphones or no headphones at all. I'm going with the no headphones things, guys. It's way better. Fuck the neighbors. They can listen to whatever I'm listening to. It's cool. So yeah, check out the Wombats album. It's fucking fun. And uh, the lyrics are cool. The fucking, like, the whole band seems to just be having a fucking great time. Great vibes. Very well recorded. Very well mixed. It's a beautiful combination, guys. I know I just said before that, like, yeah, you can save a bad mix but with having a great hook and stuff like that. Yes, of course. But wouldn't it be nice if everything was together? That's what this album is. Everything's together. Everything's done well. It sounds great. Fucking it grooves. It's fun. Fucking check it out, guys. It's called Fix Yourself, Not the World by the Wombats. Um... And to be honest, that was a complete stab in the dark that they're an Australian band, but Wombats are Australian, so we're claiming them. All right, the next one I checked out is an album called... <laughs> now, this was a weird one. This was, this was one that was like a bit of a throwback to me, even though it's a brand new album. It's a throwback artist-wise, right? Um, fucking, it's called uh, Capra Songs. I think I should say it, Capra Songs! Because it's all in uh, capital letters there, so you should scream the title of this album. Capra songs. Capra songs? Yeah. By FKA Twigs. And uh, shit, she's got a voice on her. And shit, she's got a fucking maturity about vocal rhythm and stuff. Like, this is a, like, the, the Wombats album? Fun album. This album? Groovy fucking album. I, I enjoyed this more because this is kind of more, more my style when, like, like, a fun album's fun. It is what it is, whatever. But, you know, it's kind of in between vibes for me. A fun album like like the Wombats album, it's, it's in between vibes. Like I, I'm listening to it, but I'm not fucking. I'm not getting the fucking the frisson, the fucking the hairs standing up and the, the chills and stuff from it. Be, you know, whatever. But also, it's not cool and groovy enough just to sort of zone out and have it in the background. Uh, but the FKA Twigs album is. And every now and then it's going to surprise you. There's um, like uh, The Weeknd or The Weeknd is fucking featured on one of the songs. There's a bunch of other fe feature tracks, just like every fucking uh, new pop album is. But I got to tell you, 
FKA Twigs has really fucking grown, and she's she's doing a great job. She, I, think, I believe she's out of the UK, so I, I became aware of her. And like, I'll kind of end the podcast with this, and I'll show you an, another song by a, a different artist of how I uh, was originally, maybe 10 years ago, alerted to FKA Twigs and got into her before she blew up worldwide and is now sort of fucking around with The Weeknd and stuff like that, right? Uh, so... She, she's a British and, and uh, British artist, and there was this like weird about ten years ago. There's this weird undercurrent of this like European dark pop, a dark electro pop kind of movement going on, and um, there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of notable names in there that I, I fucking obviously I'm doing this podcast and I'm sweating like shit, so I can't remember them off the top of my head. Uh, FKA Twigs was definitely in there. Some other people from like around um, Sweden, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, so. Remember uh, Tove Lo from Sweden? Like, like, I got into some of her music, right? It must have been 2010, 12-ish, something like that, right? And, um, yeah, I got into one, one of her songs. It was a remix of one of her songs, actually. And I'll put that song at the end of this podcast. Um, got into that. Fucking found it awesome. So went down those rabbit holes and, and saw that Tove Lo had done fucking um, some bits and bobs with FKA twigs. So I started becoming aware of her music as well. And by the way, FKA, fucking amazing voice. Amazing voice. And the production is insane on their fucking album. It's like the, the way they were able to control the sub and do the right things with it is fucking awesome. You should definitely check it out. It's just impressive from a production point of view, let alone just an actual catchy, groovy, fucking wicked little album that's just wicked for the summertime. Just chuck it on, get in the pool, whatever, forget about it, and then it'll make you not forget about it, because it's a good album. That's what good albums do, right? But anyway, fucking Tovlo was cool, and I don't know, she hasn't really done too much recently. Um, what did she do? Maybe last year, I think she was featured on a Duran Duran song, which is pretty fucking cool. That's pretty high praise, right? To be on a Duran Duran album. Uh, but no nothing nothing quite of the scale of fucking what FKA Twigs has been able to pull lately. So yeah, I figured because it's coming from this like dark pop genre, um, electronic pop, dark electronic pop genre that was kind of bubbling about 10, 15 years ago. I love this genre. This genre should come out more and more and more because uh, it's got a lot of things to offer to regular pop music, I believe. That's just my opinions, guys. And that's what this podcast is, is my opinions. So yeah, I'll leave you with a fucking song from uh, from Tovlo. This is the this is the song that got me into this whole genre of music. I used to rock this song in my car and fucking, you know, be half a fag driving around listening to this. But whatever, it's a fun song. It's a fun song. And if you like this song, then you'll probably like the FKA Twigs album because it's got some elements all the way through there because it's like the beginning of a yeah the dark pop genre sort of thing. Something like that. I don't really know. I kind of make these words up as I go. It's just what happens on the Jam Room Podcast, guys. Anyway, um, th this song is uh, it's a remix. What do they call it? The fucking hippie remix or something like that of um, a song called Stay High. I don't think it's actually called Stay High. I think it's called Habits, but in brackets, Stay High uh, by Tovlo. And that's what you're going to hear right now, guys. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you soon. We've got plenty of new music to discuss and I've got new stuff to show you. Remember, if you listen to any of the old episodes that have some of my tracks on there uh, or Liam and I's tracks on there, they're screaming out for you to contribute to. So, you know, 
do so. You can hit me up. You can fucking email me, all that stuff. It's all in the description of this podcast, guys. Use those links. All right, here you go, guys. Have a great fucking week. Take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>